This episode is sponsored by Caddyshack Bistro, your favorite new watering hole. Located next to Crust Pizza Company on Spring Cypress and Champions Forest Drive in Spring, Texas. A place where dreams come true. The finest spirits, wine, and tasty food. It's where the locals go. Use code BEERNERD20 to get 20% off your next order. Did we eat, shop, and relax at the old country store, or was it a total snore? Find out next, though. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Burn Appetit, Season 2 Finale tonight. Or series finale. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll be back, baby, with more format changes. <laughs> People have been clamoring our emails for more format changes. Uh, but don't worry, we'll be back. Those little giggles you heard in the background, rudely, are from my two usual co-hosts from Three Beers in a Mic and Three Beers in a Mic Extended Universe. Please welcome to the show, Dwayne and Scott. Say hello, fellas. Hello, fellas. Ahoy out there, all you appers. <laughs> You're gonna, that wasn't just a joke for the... No, no, the I'm, where, I'm keeping He's that. Keeping That's goddamn right. Okay. Just like a oh. good outro, I gotta, like, if I hit something good there, then I'm definitely sticking with it. All right, that's the hill you want to die on, by all means. So, let me introduce our guest here. This week, we're going all improv, baby. I know people just love improv. So, I got zero notes written down. I have met this guest. He came with us when we um, did our... That sounded Texas weird. He, Roadhouse. He, he joined us whenever we went to do our Texas Roadhouse Eaton's uh, with me and Scott, but uh, the only note I have here, Skay wanted me to, t- to make sure that I uh, got this out here about you. <laughs> notes here. It sounds like a lot. It sounds like copious notes over there. Yeah. Oh yeah, he says you like to be known as the throat goat. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out about that. Please welcome to the show. Ball, say hello, Ball. Greetings, gentlemen. It is very nice to have you on the show, Paul. We are getting to know you, well, not live because this is recorded, but live for us, uh, recorded for those listening. This will be fun. Uh, instead of having a little checklist of bullshit questions I have to go through, we're just going to learn about you. We're going to talk about food. It's going to be a good episode. But before we start, we do have two little housekeeping notes to do. The most important question to ask you is ASL. Give me that age, sex, location. Uh, so I am uh, 28. I'm a female, and I'm from Scranton, uh, Scranton Pennsylvania. Oh, uh, pretty nice beard for a female. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sounds but, sexy. But serious, um, I'm 40, and I'm from uh, Western Pennsylvania. And I'm a, I'm a you know, hairy dude. Paul. All right. Now, at what point 
after you turned 40, did you start feeling right? Never mind. That's that's 30. 30 is dirty, right? Mm -hmm. All right. We'll edit that question out. Uh, (laughs) No, we won't. What rhymes with 40? 40. Something's got to rhyme with 40. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here in silent, awkward silence trying to figure it out. Flordy. Uh, Forty. Lordy. Sporty. Sporty. Yeah, I don't think it really works for 40-year-olds. Just based on what I imagine Dwayne looked like 20 years ago. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It could be so lucky. Question number two is, if you were to go into a classroom of eight or nine-year-olds and describe who you are and what you do to the room as if it was like a bring your dad or mom to work day, uncle, whatever. How would you describe yourself? So at one point in my life, I actually did teach eight or nine-year-olds. Well, this should be easy. Well, that's the thing. They have no attention span. You can say almost whatever you want to them. And, you know, as long as you have a, it's like dogs, right? Like as long as you have a nice, uh, uh, expressive personality, they're, they're going to be engaged. But I, what do you know? Like, what do I do to a kid? Uh, I, I emotionally. I, <laughs> I think you might want to rephrase. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you and <laughs> I'm going to have you rephrase that last bit instead of what do I do to a kid? What do I do to a kid uh, in a classroom? <laughs> Does it get so better when yeah. How would I explain my job to a kid? <laughs> How would I explain my job to a kid? Um, I coddle adults. With uh, by by like um, uh, telling them they're really good at stuff. I'm a software engineer, so it's a it's a world of big emotions. It would not have been my first guess, based yeah, on that's, that. That's, that's, that's the funny thing about my job is I think that it's a it's a world of um, really hard work that's very rewarding, uh, juxtaposed against a bunch of uh, strong emotional feelings. And you might think okay. like. Well, why would software engineers have all these feelings? Well, I guess you sit in a dank basement your whole life and you don't get enough <laughs> emotional support from other humans and you fail to uh, to learn how to communicate with others. And it seems like that's how we grow up. Ooh. The stereotypes are kind of true. Interesting. This is a uh, so you need more sunlight therapy. These eight and nine year olds are just <laughs> devastated right now. <laughs> Well, I'm not trying to advocate for this career. Let's put it that way. Like, don't grow up to be like me. Are you lonely like my dad? What kind of software are we engineering here? Are you coding or are you like more of an on the uh, IT end of it? Or I mean, uh, as, a, as opposed to what normal software engineer might say is I will fix your computer. Like, I, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. So you're a hardware engineer, too. I mean, I'm just willing to help people. I would say that my goal in life is to, uh, I, I, uh, I work within the currency of other people's smiles, right? In the, in the big focus of, of any career, I mean, specifically this one, but any career, a good piece of advice would be to take away is um, people will remember you for the good deeds you did for them far more than the hard work you did, mm-hmm. right? So... Um, when I go into work every day, I'm trying to find someone who's having a, a problem. And that may be that they're struggling to identify a logical solution to technical thing. They're struggling to get their environment locally so that they can even do their job to work. Or mm-hmm. just that they may be uh, foundational, like 
they're they're a manager and they need advice on how to talk to somebody like anything i can do to make someone else more functional at work and produce better work that's what i actually that's what drives me now that said my job is to write code <laughs> so, so you can see the, gave us the short answer yeah yeah i mean i would imagine writing code can be uh what's the word i'm looking for you would tedious. get into a root yeah tedious you'd get into a routine of it where you, you would need that other stuff to you know keep you going oh i think that's kind of the point yeah uh um, it's not tedious though it's it's a new thing every day i I described to new engineers the, the role is um, endless suffering juxtaposed between incremental, like, like almost staccato from musical standpoint, successes that are immediately ignored off to the next set of suffering. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's really is a lot of like, you, you have to fail a lot and you have to be resilient to failure and that's, that's normal and that's okay. And you're going to do really cool things, but the cool things are not not the wins. It's the working through the problems that matter. So, did you teach computer stuff to these eight and nine year olds, or I don't I know did. how elementary schools work. If it's just one main teacher, or if you split off into well, the way it started is I was teaching in college for a little bit, and the college decided eight, that young they're... Sheldon's bunch of eight <laughs> nine year olds in college, or is this different? Well, well, that's just how it transitioned. So I was working in college, and they decided that they're they're kind of like they had a since it was a Catholic college, they had a Catholic high school that they had a relationship with, and they said, "Hey, <laughs> sounds like sounds like the Catholicism that I, uh, <laughs> I grew up with." <laughs> so they asked me if I would go and teach classes, if you know, to the uh, younger kids as well. <laughs> and I taught them how to make a uh, first-person shooter. Oh, cool. Which is the perfect thing to push to a bunch of Catholic kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> but so here's yeah. the secret. They because, love violence. Because I was never, I never, I didn't work for the school district. I didn't, I was just, you know, like an adjunct that was supposed to have a support teacher watching over me who immediately decided that she needed a study hall. Do whatever I want. Hmm, that's neat. Now, did everyone make their own game, or was it like a tag team effort where you guys were all making one game? So we had we had a pattern, and I had instructions, so like a a learning plan to do the game. And each one, each student worked individually to produce basically the same output, but they had some freedoms. Like we we discussed animation and like timing and calculations that would go into like a three D environment or a two D environment mm -hmm. in this particular case, and then. If they decided to deviate like that, I wasn't going to grade against them for deviation. Creativity always wins. Okay. Um, did you have a name for the shooter? Uh, no. No, I didn't. You didn't name it? You didn't let the kids name it? That's like well, what kids love to do. They could name it. Wasn't I wasn't going to put that kind of responsibility on them. But you didn't make them name it? I mean, they. I'm sure they did. But I didn't uh, expect them to and Sure, oh, okay. yeah. Man, come up with a name. Let's come name it right asleep. now. Go for it. Name it. Give me a name. So, the uh, the enemies were sheep, and you were mm -hmm. like a, a little dude who just would move around the map, dodge trees, like move in between the trees, and and try to shoot the sheep. This sounds like a QAnon game where you're <laughs> you're shooting after the 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 media loving sheep. 
There was no, there was no, there was no, there was no snowflakes in this. Just so you know. I think shoot the sheep works. It does. Yeah, like shoot the shit. I, I think you make the like the main character a wolf, and then you name it Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. I would. I, I would like sheep's that. clothing as a disguise to bounce between the trees. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. The first. <laughs> first one you kill you'd like take the pelt and then you've, mm-hmm. you've got sheep's clothing on over top of you lamb tercel sheep tercel i'm thinking of like a stealth action game now with night vision let's <laughs> call it um <laughs> the shooters the protagonist's name could be cotton eye joe cotton eye joe yeah wow I don't know. You come up with something better. Rainbow Six, bad company. (laughs) Boo. Oh. All right. All right. Fine. So, how does one get into um, your line of work? Is it? Would you recommend doing the um, four-year school route, or would you recommend like doing certifications online and kind of teaching yourself coding? How would you go about it if you were to tell these nine-year-olds? In 10 years, you guys have a decision to make. If this is what you want to do, this is how I recommend you get started. You know, honest truth, it's really hard to tell what you're going to be when you grow up. And I think well, we're going to be we're going to be software engineers in this scenario. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we are. So we already know. <laughs> so I, I don't just get to give them advice about how they should live their lives. I should tell them how to be me. Don't be me. Yes, no. exactly. <laughs> Um, I, I, I think that this is like carpentry and I, I usually describe my job as, as like construction, you learn more on the job than you do through education. There is absolutely career paths that you can benefit from schooling, especially as the math part becomes more important. So like Mm -hmm. data science careers. Yeah. You're going to want to go to school for that. You're going to want to follow through with a proper four-year degree. But if you just want to do the job, you need to find a mentor. And that's what really matters. And that mentor could be a teacher. That mentor could be uh, going to meetups, meeting other developers, you know, finding an internship. But I wouldn't necessarily traditionally recommend a schooling as the, the source of this job. But it's not because schooling is bad. I have my own position on that. The reality is that the career path moves so quickly and the technology, as we're all very familiar, changes changes pretty rapidly. It's it's hard to expect a, a college or a school or a boot camp to be able to prepare you adequately and fast enough mm-hmm. to hit that job market. The more interesting piece to this, though, is the fact that even like the big players in this, the Fang Group, you know, like the Googles, the Facebooks, they they've stopped even asking for you know college degrees. They want to see oh, what's really? produced. Yeah, they, they have no interest in that. And they they won't even, it's not even part of their interview process. Well, that makes sense. It's all about the portfolio, baby. It's like a weird kind of artist. Yeah, there's a portfolio you have to show. Well, that's cool. Wish I would have done that back whenever I was graduating. <laughs> I, don't to see, I don't have to see my degree. Um, have you created any other games or anything 
Um, so I haven't created any other games. That was more of a, I think that games are a really great way of engaging kids. They're mm -hmm. already attached to them. So it's, it's kind of easy to get them to elaborate because the, the purpose of that exercise was not that I wanted them to become game developers or anything like that. I wanted them. You wanted to sell the game they made? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Off the backs of child labor. Heck yeah, man. I want, I want them to, I want them to come away from the program with, with the desire to continue to learn, right? So it's all about that. Um, mm -hmm. So over the course of my career, though, I have been responsible or, you know, um, very intricate or very uh, directly um, responsible for uh, producing like neobanks and some crypto stuff. But all prior to that, like I, I write software for my mom. <laughs> Like as dumb as it sounds, my my biggest personal victories were that I wrote software to convert books and PDFs so that my mother could look at them on her Kindle. That's the that's oh, like neat. the real victories, <laughs> yeah, right. Like the the real wins in software usually are not the ones where you start the job going like, "Hey, I'm gonna have I have this idea and I'm gonna pitch it and I'm gonna go to Y Combinator and make all the money and then I'm going to become a millionaire crypto bro." That's, that's not how you live your life. You end up like with an idea, like how can I make this one problem go away? And then you mm -hmm. deep dive into that so much that other people real, you realize also have that problem. You know, there's that, that floating rule. Like if one person hates it, then probably a bunch of other people do too. Now that software that you did for your mom, is that something you could turn into an app or is it too specific? It, is, it was something I turned into an app, but this was back in like <laughs> oh, the early 2000s before the app metaphor existed. Hmm. right so like you propose your 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 work to cnet back then and you see if you can get a, a uh um like a journalist to review it which i was successful at getting and i got what i consider the most fantastic review from a cnet journalist he he basically described it as it had no interface but it was okay <laughs> i got an okay that it's not garbage <laughs> Hey, listen, if I got that kind of feedback from my dad, I'd be on a whole other life path, buddy. So, But I got a million and a half users from that one article alone. There you go. Look at you. Yeah. Big time in it. Back then, that was kind of cool. And I was, what, 20-something 20 in college. And I felt I cannot support these users, so I didn't. <laughs> yeah. very punk rock move of you just to leave all, all these people who, who love your product just in the dust immediately a lot of them are actually college students like the the big the big draw were college and medical students they had lots and lots of 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 you know like texts they had to review for yep. or wanted to carry with them didn't want to carry in their bag back then and they mm -hmm. wanted on a, on a kindle and you got to remember a kindle back then was a 400 hundred dollar really weird shaped piece of plastic it's not the hundred dollar discounted thing that you might get from amazon these days mm -hmm. well that's cool Skay, Dwayne, you got any software related questions or children teaching related questions before we dive into some food talk i don't think so i know paul pretty good we've had these discussions well, how did you before. and paul meet let's do that I, we just met through the bike shop. We had Ashley on recently, of course, mm -hmm. the progenitor of the bike shop. Um, Paul is a nice guy who comes to the bike shop. 
That's how we met. We chat, and I now, convinced you, them to come uh, on the show. Are you enthusiast, Paul, or more or less. walk in the stores? It, it was a, it was a, <laughs> it was a fitness. So yeah, I actually sometimes do that. I I'm kind of a, a townie is the best way to describe it here. And mm-hmm. whenever any place opens that's new, I show up with beer. And then I try to ingratiate myself on their business process because I know how hard it is to start a business because I also owned one at a time. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I try to make friends with everybody. So I have a new place to hang out. Turns out they also really like beer. No. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, so my pocketbook got a little lighter, but I kept bringing the beer. And now I have a place that's full of probably the the most wonderful people I've ever met. And uh, And part of that journey was during a trying time in my life. And uh, I was also very overweight then and being involved with a bunch of positive people who were also, I would describe them as body positive and, and friendly. So they, they didn't yeah, well, If you're packing with Skay's packing, you're going to have lots of body positivity. <laughs> <laughs> not, that, not that kind. Huh. Well, I've never had any complaints, but the, the <laughs> The idea was is that I, I was I was nearly 300 pounds and and I lost probably like 110 pounds in a year just wow that's being, awesome feeling included getting to go on adventures and uh, I became very very uh, uh, very addicted to bikes you know I part of the biggest portion of my home insurance is how many bikes I have to insure now <laughs> wow that's great yeah well look at that reefer actually did something. <laughs> <laughs> For a lot of wow. people, I have to wow. have. you're lucky she's not going to listen to this. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. She didn't even listen to her own episode. Come on. Yeah, she, <laughs> she she doesn't care. She's in the other room. Go get her and tell her I said it. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> let's get into some food talk. Um, now that you've lost all that weight, hmm. do you are you sticking with the healthy lifestyle, or do you have any fast food uh, go to spots? So that's that's been ultimately the biggest criticism I've had when Scott describes this podcast to me. I'm like, why do you always have to eat only garbage? And <laughs> <laughs> my lifestyle, baby. <laughs> so um, no, I, I mean, like I'm a guy who wakes up and I drink a berry smoothie. I eat a lot of fish, and uh, I'm I would say that I'm relatively healthy. Like there's no fast food, and I have an exception. Taco Bell is is probably my vice. And I know that that's probably uh, not something anyone else agrees with, but someone's <laughs> keeping them open besides me, so I don't want to hear it. Uh, hey. uh, I might hit their late night uh, menu quite often. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's right. I think I think Taco Bell really hits the need for like I don't want to feel like garbage, but that doesn't seem to be the credit the criteria. Well, then you're doing it wrong. How many bags do you leave with? Because I have a two-bag minimum policy. <laughs> so, you know when they started doing those cravings boxes? Mm-hmm. That was my that was where it ended, right? Like, I don't have to make a choice. You're going to put my food in a box, and I'm going to leave with a drink. And it's only five bucks. Uh, now it's now it's definitely not five bucks. They definitely definitely five dollar foot long us. You know, you're a little put in a nice little cardboard piggy trough for you. To, to use that's right. That's right. <laughs> Keeps the dogs out of it, and I get some chips and some nacho sauce. Yeah, uh, I the only thing I didn't like about those is I don't like the like bean burritos, and that's usually one of the options for it. 
And then they always have like those fucking cinnamon sticks in there too. And it's just like, I don't want this. You don't uh, want the, oh, the air. Yeah. <laughs> Fried air. Now the the newer ones they usually haven't been doing that, but like when they first came out, it was always like a you know like a seven layer bean burrito, those twists, and then like whatever they were trying to sell chalupa or gordita or whatever whatever they were trying to push for that. What I'm um, sick of is these locos, you know, Doritos tacos. I don't I don't want one. Of excuse those. me, sir. I don't want to eat, I don't want to eat Doritos normally. Let alone do I want you to ruin my taco. What? You are on the wrong show, my friend. <laughs> clearly, clearly. But I and and of course I'm going to follow that up with I like the bean burritos. I like them, but I get them no onion because they put a shit ton of onion in it. Yeah, I, I don't understand how anyone can like the bean. Burrito. I can tell you why. Well, you don't like beans in general, so I like refried beans are okay, but it's just like I'm just tastes like I'm eating like paste. It, like I'm a, right. like I'm like an eight year old in the class trying to listen to you talk about software engineering, and I'm just eating paste. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you're right, it is paste. But my parents were obsessed with health at, and and the wrong way, and so they would only buy twenty bean burritos at a time and consider that dinner. So oh. some of it's just nostalgia for me now. Okay, well, <laughs> I was going to ask you what your position is in the chicken sandwich wars. What else? I don't think I've been informed that there was a war happening, sir. Oh yeah, there, there's battlegrounds I've, have been drawn. I've just been watching the Russians put boxes on top of their tanks to think that they'll protect them against our missiles. But I'd love to hear about this. This sounds it's like similar. a lot more fun. <laughs> the Popeyes Chick Fil A battle is similar. Okay. Um, now Burger King's in on it. Um, I say that because I went to Popeyes today. They uh, just came out with a buffalo chicken sandwich. Um, Buffalo right. Chicken Ranch Sandwich, I believe is what it's called. Burger King's still in business. That's like still a thing, right? Dude, like Burger yeah, King, yeah. Burger <laughs> King is back, baby. Okay. They are um, back. I've never been served successfully at a Popeyes Chicken, so. Well, you Thank can't you. go in there. Ex- Thank you. You. Can't, you can't go in there expecting that. <laughs> that's just absurd. So therefore, so I, that's that's why I'm going to bow out of this because there's no way for me to to comment. I mean, I wasn't served correctly today. I had to tell them they were missing two sandwiches that I ordered. Fuck uh, Popeyes. Yeah, it's not as good as they say. What about um? What about like chain restaurants? Do you have any faves out there? Yeah. You can eat more healthy at like a. I was gonna say Olive Garden. Uh, like a, you know what I mean? Like there's a bigger menu that you can eat more healthy. Do you have any like? chains that you prefer i i do have a soft spot in my heart for denny's that is a place that oh, I jesus spend. christ <laughs> this season and people with fucking denny's you're like the fourth person <laughs> well you know in in all honesty part of the the career path i chose means there's a lot of late nights of learning and and that's self-directed and coffee is a big piece so after my shit job work ended go to the denny's to hang out with the crew drink a bunch of coffee till 4 a.m. and basically get good. That's that's the soft spot it has for me. That place was never turned me away for sitting there for hours. Oh, and who burritos? But, you know, Hoobastank at one point had a partnership with Denny's 
and made the most disgusting burrito that you could ever eat. And it was nacho cheese in a burrito with <laughs> chicken or with fried uh, fried mozzarella sticks. That sounds fucking sounds, awesome. That sounds uh-huh. right up Bernie's alley. <laughs> so I mean, like, there there's a part of me that's that's the same as you. See what you were missing out on at Denny's all those years, Bernie? <laughs> Should have been at Denny's. Yeah, should have called my grandma more. I had her taking the Denny's. Speaking um, of grandmas, she fit no, right not, in at the restaurant we went to. Not yet. No. There was a place in Penn State. Um, it was a, a like a Philly cheesesteak place that had a sandwich that had um, it was Philly cheesesteak with like chicken tenders, French fries, mozzarella cheese sticks. Something else on the Philly cheesesteak. They called it the Fat Bastard, I think it was called. I was going to say they call it indigestion. The Sandusky, I think, is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wow. (laughs) It it was pretty good. I like you throw mozzarella cheesesteaks on anything or in anything, (laughs) throw it in anything and I'll eat it. I almost listened to a Hoobastank song thanks to that burrito. So, yeah, it's true. So the ad's working on you. Mm-hmm. Well, shit. That, this eliminated almost all my uh, food-related questions. So, cuisine. Guess... What, about his, what about his favorite cuisine, Bernie? Oh, my favorite cuisine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I have... Cuisines. I have... And no, breakfast is not a cuisine. <laughs> it's the official ruling <laughs> that we had to make on an episode. <laughs> American <laughs> breakfast is a cuisine. You're painting me into a corner. I have a I have a, a piece of commissioned art in my kitchen that literally says pancakes are love. <laughs> pancakes are very in, good. Is it written in the eat pray love? Uh, it is a Venn diagram, actually. It is a it is a Venn diagram. So what's the middle then? The love part. It's eggs, flour. It's the ingredients, and then pancakes are love. Gotcha. <laughs> I actually, when I used to be on Instagram, let, now why is that Facebook. also not waffles? Well, that's I'm I'm right there. I'm I'm just racing right after you here. You got a new poster. You got to get a poster right next to it, be and then just have it say, "But it could also be waffles." <laughs> waffles, waffles, also good. So when I was on Instagram for a while, I actually used to post weekly about uh, gourmet waffles that I would make. So I'd make okay, my own I'm sauces, toppings. Um, and I usually used to pair them with alcohol too, so I'd find some way to get drunk at breakfast. I like this. I like this. <laughs> let's, let's talk to this guy. This guy sounds like he's got stories. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't very good at Instagram, but I, I definitely was drunk eating talk or eating uh, uh, waffles quite often. What was your favorite waffle that you made, gourmet waffle? Give us so, some pro tips here. Yeah, uh, I made a chipotle lime waffle. And that Ooh. was obviously paired with a nice margarita. Now, the obviously. you're not talking about... You didn't make a waffle out of Chipotle. I made a waffle flavored that was Chipotle and lime. Like lime zest, okay. uh, Chipotle, Chipotle peppers that I had dried and diced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sounds pretty good. It is, It is in fact, uh, decadent. The only thing I hadn't figured out was what I could do with a, like a, a creme fraiche. They would have flavored appropriately for that. So, if you got any ideas, I am, 
I am not the person to ask. <laughs> Once you ask that person at fucking Denny's that you like so much. That's like <laughs> they're the experts, right? Apparently. Not any fucking Denny's I've ever been to, but what about that one at Flying J's though? <laughs> Pilot J's, I think. What is the name of that place? Flying J. Flying J. Flying J's. Yeah. They gassed up your car, checked your oil, washed your windshield, and fed your breakfast. I sent you a lot, lizard. While you're at it, uh, I wish. <laughs> All right. Well, this seems like a good time to do a little ad break here. Why don't we? Uh, Hear a little message from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with a voicemail. How about that? We got a voicemail. That's exciting. Uh, We'll be right back. Bye. This episode is sponsored by the Farm Drinkery. Best dive bar in the corner of a strip center on Champion Forest Drive in Luetta in Spring, Texas. 22 local beers on tap and world-famous wings. Come for the great atmosphere. Stay for the free high five. Use the code BEERNERD20 to get 20% off your bill. All right, we're back. And as I teased before our little break there, we have a voicemail. Now, I have not heard this voicemail yet, so this will all be news to me. Um, it could be good. <laughs> there could be some critiques in there. Um, if there are critiques in there, you won't be hearing a voicemail. Um, we, don't like, <laughs> we don't like to be critiqued on the show. Um, but uh, Dwayne, why don't you go ahead and play that uh, little voicemail for us, please? Hey, Burn Appetiters. This is Bella Mars. First time, long time. Um, I want to know, um, because one of my favorite things of of um, Cracker Bell is the store. So have you guys ever bought something from the store? And if so... What did you buy? Ah, voicemail from Bella. Um, she was a guest on our show before. Look at that. She, Another guest coming in. She may have accompanied me for this meal. Yeah, so. um, <laughs> that was my immediate problem. I was going to say, I got a fucking rat <laughs> somewhere. I got a leaker here. and There's only one person who could be fucking leaking this information here. So, Dwayne, you're fired. I was going to say, is that a, should we have had a spoiler <laughs> alert before that voicemail? Just, well, I don't fucking know. I don't want it to be spoiled. Um, that's fine. We aren't. Well, I mean, the old country store at, at the top is a pretty big hint, right? That's what Cracker Barrels calls themselves, the old country store. Is that what they call themselves? Uh, yeah, according to my uh, Wikipedia notes that I looked up. <laughs> Um, if it's on Wikipedia, it has to be true. It yeah. is. All yeah. right. So, who wants to tackle that question first? I already know. Paul, you're our guest. Have you ever bought something from the store at Cracker Barrel? Uh, I have not, but I I did feel very guilty for the dead eyes of the gentleman that I saw in the old country store when we were leaving for <laughs> our meal. I don't know if he was with his girlfriend or his mother. I you know sometimes these things can get kind of fuzzy, but. There was you a, said the old guy, and you didn't know if he was with his mother. Or there's, an old? Difference. there's an age difference, but I, I, I couldn't tell you. If, I couldn't tell you if, if they were the same age or if she was older than him. 
but the middle distance stare that he had well in that uh in that establishment was was clearly something i could i could gather so i, I bought him freedom <laughs> just like but, a uh, man just like a man in any store he just had that like dead look in his face, like, oh my god, please. Oh, okay. Can, so it was can one we of those just fucking leave? Where... Yes. That look. It was the, it was or... that like thousand yard stare that they talk about in Full Metal Jacket, but it's like it's you. like numbness to things that she's looking at. <laughs> Let's Someone's just drag... go, honey. Someone is fucking dragging him around the knickknacks of. <laughs> Cracker yeah, barrel wants like, to kill himself. Uh... <laughs> I mean, you know, Western Pennsylvania was 50 degrees, so it was time for a sundress. That was what they were shopping for. Uh, Dwayne? Uh, I personally haven't, but my parents did buy us the uh, the, the tea, tea game that they have on the table. We jump the teas. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Speaking of, oh man, well then we'll get grandma's to that house, later. We'll get to that later. Grandma's house uh, staple, the the tea game. Yep. Every every nursery home has to have one. All right, Skay. Uh I no, I haven't bought anything from that old country store either. But I was when we were standing there at the like the hostess counter. I was eyeing. They have these giant Mister Good bars sitting right there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Ah man, Mr. Good Bar is an underrated candy bar. That's horrible. Just plain old. It's, it's horrible. horrible. You're you're full of shit. This is Go to hell. Stuff like uh... it just has peanuts in it. Peanuts. It's like a Hershey yeah, bar with just, peanuts yeah. in it. It's How fucking good. That's really really good. How do you do? You not like peanuts, Dwayne? <laughs> I just no. it was never a, a, a big uh, candy bar for me. Uh... I like peanuts, but. Well, you would like have this. almonds. Almonds, uh, come on! I really wish Bella would have clarified her question because are we counting like candy bars and sodas or something? Well, that's yeah, in the that's old country stores. Store. Like, what the fuck? Then my answer would be maybe. <laughs> um, I don't remember. I haven't been to Cracker Barrel forever. I don't remember why I was at one <laughs> before. Um, have I ever bought a fucking knickknack from there or uh, utensil dish or whatever the other dumb fucking shit they sell at Cracker Barrel uh, no I have not so maybe hope that answers your question Bella thank you for leaving us a voicemail we always appreciate it yeah thanks let's get into some CB talk. My first question for you, Paul, is why? <laughs> well, why did you pick this place? Well, um, no, really, why did you pick this place? I racked my brains really hard to find a place that was utter garbage that was also available in in every state in the United States, and this is the third place I came up with. <laughs> Yeah, so he he threw out Bob Evans um, as another potential place, and I immediately shut that down. <laughs> I will not go to Bob Evans for this show. That is <laughs> that is non-negotiable. I don't even know what Bob Evans is. Crack uh, how do you how do you not know what Bob Evans is? Come on, dude. It's I've, it's I've never it's the same. They make fucking the old people. 
it's the same old people fucking restaurant as this, right? It's an old person breakfast shitty place. Except they serve fish. It won't be around in 10 years, so you don't need to worry about Bob Evans. <laughs> Neither will Cracker Barrel, probably. Hey, my Cracker Barrel is full of old people, so... <laughs> so what was that? Uh, what was that? Uh... Dwayne, you were one of them. I don't know why you were hey, fucking laughing. Hey. It's a, so Dwayne, are you getting right in the demo? Cracker Barrel is just going to age out. Like their their clientele is going to die off, and then there won't be yeah, a Cracker Barrel. Not if new, I have anything to say about it. There's new old people, <laughs> and no. as as uh, as uh, we discussed a little bit, they used to not have alcohol, and they do now. Ours Dang. did not. Ours does not have alcohol. Mine had like the front page of the Mine menu did. is just alcohol. <laughs> when yep. you say alcohol, was this like a nice beer selection, or were there also no, it was cracker beer selection and cocktails? No, it was it was great beer selection, <laughs> Budweisers and your Bud Lights and <laughs> your Mick Ultras. They had um, some seltzers, I think. Seltzers. They had like those hard lemonades. <laughs> um, some but cocktails, were, I think. They um, were pushing it hard though. Like it was the cover of the menu. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yep. Okay, so what was the third restaurant that you had in mind? I know one was Bob Evans. I don't remember a third. Oh, uh, I was just dodging Burger King. Damn, man. I was hoping someone would pick Burger King. But <laughs> here we are, fucking Cracker Barrel. <laughs> the opposite of Burger King. Um, I did pick a place that does not produce what we call chicken fries. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they did, to be honest. Um, oh my god, this place. Um, I guess first off, we need to go over our chef's diss sound of the week. Paul, off camera, off recording, has come up with a chef's diss sound and on your hats, everyone. This is on that item paul so i had the the loaded hash brown casserole Mm -hmm. and i don't even know how to describe this it was it was all the things that i want to eat all the time it was fat and salt and fried and starch it was delicious and i probably should have just eaten three or four of those been done. I mean, I mean, then then just fell asleep. But uh, no different. Now, how either. did you how did you get that? Did you just get that as a side for one of the other dishes, or did you get that as its own thing? Or yeah, I got that as a side. Okay, I got that as a side. You technically got that as a side. We split that. Paul got the loaded. No spoilers. Uh, we didn't hear his official. Well, I I know. I'm just explaining. I want to explain to the audience here. That I no, got that you can as explain it when it's your turn. Whenever I call on you, okay. That's what. Whatever. This is a monarch. Yeah. So I picked that one, but I made Scott order it. Um, I ended up getting uh, loaded um, the same dish, but as uh, uh, tater tots. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> Which was a mistake. <laughs> Clearly a mistake. The only thing that made that better was that uh, the Benoit Beignet. Sorry, 
<laughs> the Crispin Wildwood murdered it. Good killed himself. The Benoit balls. The the little gag things. They uh oh my God. the the they were only saved by that that um, syrup, that caramel syrup that was game with those. No spoilers for the other items, sir. Um, okay, so do you give that a chef's kiss, a kumsi kumsa, or a chef's dish? Just the dish. casserole, though. Just the, the casserole. Just, just the casserole, not the tots, right? Oh. Yep. I definitely give that a chef's kiss. No question. Chef's kiss, and then the tots. You can you can do the tots too if you want. Oh, that's that's a chef's dish. Whoa! Give me the wee woos. <laughs> wee woo, wee woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now um, I believe Scott, you had a story to tell, so we'll wait and hear that from you in a second while we go to Dwayne. Dwayne, what did you think of the the uh, hash brown casserole? I also got it as a side. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay. I didn't think it, it lacked some flavor to me. Like I don't know, it was just okay. It lacked flavor to you? Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. I was expecting so much out of this, and it it was like, it didn't taste like anything really. So, Kumsi Kumsa is all right. Whatever. Now, Paul, was that your bite of the night, or do you have a bite of the night waiting in the wings? You can come back to me. Oh, the man knows how the game is played. I guess I'll go next. Um, I got <laughs> the hash brown casserole every way you could get it, baby. I got it the regular way as a side. I got the tater tots, and then I got it with the, uh, the cheese bacon, and, the cheese and bacon on it. See, that sounded good. <laughs> um, I mean it. The it really didn't add anything to it. The cheese and bacon. No. No. It really didn't. I thought the the regular one was better. Um, the tater tots were like giant tater tots. Um, they weren't barrels like tater tots. They were more like circles. And they were very squishy. <laughs> like they didn't hold a form like a tater tot would, like a crispy form. This was like, oh, it was almost like doughy but by like pushing on it like it, like a doughy thing would have the consistency when you're, you're just you got some bad tots right then <laughs> the your tots, tots were weird the tots were absolutely garbage absolutely fucking garbage um the cheese and the bacon didn't help them either um the cheese and bacon casserole was also garbage. <laughs> was not very good. And then the regular one. Oh my god! The regular <laughs> hash brown casserole <laughs> is my bite of the night right off the bat. What? 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 And I and I give it a chef's diss. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, is this like the uh, buffalo? Wee woo buffalo wings. Um. Yeah, it's they were my buy of the night. I thought they were the best thing that I had on this out of these options. Um, and I still gave it a chef's diss. So, uh, Skay, now that the audience is um, properly <laughs> teased for this wow. great story that you're going to tell. Oh. No, there there was no great story. I was just trying to explain that I got 
I got the loaded hash brown casserole, and I don't know what now, Dwayne what you next, had the what regular was the next one? item. Dwayne, you want to do the next item? That was funny. Go ahead. Tell us the about loaded the, the loaded hash brown casserole was fucking good. Like it was good. I, I have just, to give yeah, it. Yeah, I just had the regular. You, I don't know why, because the loaded well, hash brown casserole was he, specified. That no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was just regular. He said hash loaded brown hash brown casserole in the text. No, You're wrong, no sir. Brown. No sir. Go look just at it again. Brown. I don't think so. Now these were clearly frozen. I, I think they were clearly frozen, and then I don't. Heated. I I don't care what they were. It was fucking good. I'm giving it a chef's kiss. Like it, I thought it was delicious. I thought it was good, man. Bite of the night? No, no bite of the night. Just very good. I cannot believe two of you fuckers have chef's kisses and no bite of the nights at this place. I mean, we're we're this through one item. We're, yeah, we're, we're only one on item. I know, here, dude. I know. Trust me, I know what the other items are. <laughs> I can't figure out what the fuck you're gonna give <laughs> higher than this. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. Wow. Uh, mine's kind of a dessert, but not really. It we got ours as an appetizer. So did I. Uh, let's do the beignets first because Paul already spoiled them. And I hold on. I'm gonna stop you. It's loaded hash brown casserole. That's. I'm text. telling you, I know well, the text said loaded hash brown y'all, casserole. Y'all can check your phones. I've, I, I did when I, we were sitting at the table. I mean, you can <laughs> check them right now. I've updated. Listen, I got loaded anyway. I got them every way you could get them because I knew that out of everything we were going to eat, this was going to probably be my favorite. So I just fucking loaded up on that. All right. So Ben, so I had both. So okay. Dwayne, Dwayne's going to have to go back and then he's going to have to edit in his opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we'll do the beignets next because Paul um, ruined, I ruined it. it. Yeah. Um, I got the biscuit beignets. I forget what they actually call it. That's what they call it. Where they made yeah. mini <laughs> beignets out of the biscuit dough. Instead of using beignet dough and making them good, they decided to use biscuit dough and make them <laughs> dense and fucking gross um they didn't use powdered sugar on them for some ungodly reason mine they had used... powdered sugar mine had fucking like regular sugar on it what wow man you, you had a vastly different cracker barrel experience <laughs> yeah, here than Evans? i did <laughs> I don't think you were bob evans <laughs> it had it was a mixture between it's hard to see because of the glare. Regular sugar and like brown sugar, like a like a mix. On dense as fuck little <laughs> triangles. Um, the sauce, the chocolate sauce thing. Chocolate? What? Where did you go? <laughs> what? What, did you, what sauce did you have? It's we had caramel sauce. Uh, yeah, wait, wait till, wait till I go. Wait till That's I go. Chocolate, buddy. That is chocolate. Terrible. Mine was chocolate. Um, yeah, mine was one thousand percent a, a chocolate sauce. You know what? I I don't think my opinions would change even if I was supposed to get the right stuff. To be honest, so I'm just gonna give this a pass anyway. But um, yeah, these sucked. 
they were small, they were dense, they were they were not they weren't beignets, they were they they fucking had regular sugar on it for fuck's sake. <laughs> um Chef's this. Wee woo, wee woo, wee woo. Uh, Dwayne, tell us about your beignet experience. Mine were good. They they had powdered sugar and caramel. I don't know well, what. Could the you hell tell you they were made from biscuit dough? Yeah, I can. I can taste a little biscuit in there, but but see, like fine. mine made it dense, like a biscuit, instead of light and fluffy, no, mine, like a beignet. Mine were puffy. I'm I bet, I bet mine were gifts. made. I bet mine were made right, and they fucked up your guys. It was actually good. <laughs> They're like, oh, I'm sorry. This isn't supposed to be good. Let me remake that. Chef's kiss. I was good. Bite of the night. No, you fuckers better not have a bite of the night, <laughs> or I'm gonna throw this computer across the room. Paul, you can go next. Yeah, so um, I have to admit, I don't know where they called them biscuits because they didn't taste like biscuits at all. It very much reminded me of like pancake batter. Um, I've never had beignets anywhere else that I could compare them to, but that caramel syrup that they made was unstoppable. It was buttery and and just all the things I'd want to eat on pretty much anything that's breakfast. Um, And I tried to. So... But I would say that, you know, overall, that was, you know, come see, come saw. It was, it was okay. Like, it was good. I didn't hate them, but without the syrup, it would have been just what it is. Oh, powdered sugar. Yes, they did have powdered sugar. They were lovely, warm, and soft. Like little pillows that I got to rest my, my, my head against and, and smell them. They were warm. Ugh. I, will, I will say mine was warm, so I'll give them that. <laughs> I will give them that. Uh, Skay. looks visibly angry. I did. I destroyed these. These were so good. Oh my god! The syrup which came with them was insane. It was fucking dynamite syrup. And uh, I I can't believe you got shitty beignets. These are by bite of the night easily. Like these are so fucking good. I could like snort that syrup. It was insane. Loved them. I fucking loved them. Could you tell they were made from biscuit dough versus like a? They know, were light. This could be the fluffy. Problem. They were light, fluffy pillows covered in powdered sugar that I then dumped that buttery syrup on, <laughs> and just oh, oh my god, I was in heaven, this, man. This is I already understand what the problem is. Okay. You heathens have never been to a place like Café du Monde, okay? Yes, I have. Where where, I'm talking to the other two, Dwayne. <laughs> I, I don't care. These were where awesome. You haven't had a proper beignet the way God intended. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't judging these against proper beignets. It just it, it is what it is. Delicious. Paul, how do you respond to these accusations that I am throwing at you? Well, I've never been to the Café of the World. Um, but I mean, like if I'm going to go to a French place, I'm going to eat probably not fried bread, <laughs> fried dough. I think. Well, that's, this is all so, they serve there. So, this is in New so, Orleans. N- n- oh, Dwayne. So it's all Nolans. You know um, this. Nolans. 
So I would say, though, that if you were going to compare this to the standard fare of a Cracker Barrel, they did stand out. If you take the landscape of that menu, this is a strange and unique occurrence. So we're still missing two by the nights, and it's giving me anxiety, to be honest. I I don't like what I'm hearing. Um, oh, boy. Dwayne? <laughs> Dwayne's meal. Oh, my God. What, what did old man Dwayne get? What's wrong with my meal? I don't understand. I had to... When I was there, I had to text Dwayne to make sure that this was right because I was so flabbergasted at what he picked. I was like, this can't be what this can't be what he meant. You never had roast beef <laughs> on a sandwich, not as a, on a slab on a plate. Go ahead, Grandpa. What do you order? This is seriously shit. Like speaking old of Grandpa, that's my grandfather used to cook roast beef all the time, man. I know. Well, trust me, I know. In 19, 1902. Have it's it probably on the, very popular. Just spin in there cooking. It's good, man. Yeah, I like sure. it. I mean. Honestly, it's probably more the gravy than the roast beef. <laughs> you put that gravy on stuff, and it's good. So, fuck you. What do you mean, fuck you? <laughs> Chef's kiss. My. That's no. all you had to say. Yeah. You don't describe the roast beef. Give us any more deets. Nope. You're just gonna criticize it anyway. So it doesn't yeah, matter. I am. You're right. <laughs> Goddamn right, I am. <laughs> I'm sorry, you gave that a what? Chef's kiss. Oh my god. <laughs> You're going to give this place three chef's kiss? Oh, I am so <laughs> fucking angry right now. I am so angry. <laughs> Skay. What were your this, thoughts? Oh my god. Beef. When I when this showed up on the table, I was just like, man, this is so Dwayne. This <laughs> <laughs> You, you pick the lamest fucking thing on the goddamn menu. It's just like, it's so boring. It was fine. <laughs> yes. Like, I ate it. And the gravy is, like, the gravy is all right. But uh, just, uh, we could have had any other item well, on the menu. I almost went with the the fried chicken. Me, you guys picked all these freaking desserts and shit, like, inside uh, items. Come on. I was the only one that actually picked the damn meal. It's a kumsi kumsa for me. How how you don't do chicken fried steak at this place? I don't I'm know. telling I, you, that's, I don't like chicken fried steak. This is the missionary position meal. If you, <laughs> this is it. Yeah, Grandpa's missionary. Ugh. All right, Paul. So, Dwayne, uh, you know the truth of the matter is they don't actually offer a country fried steak. It's a southern fried steak. So we had the opportunity for it. We we missed it. Um, but, uh, if I was going to go to a Cracker Barrel again, and I was said, I was told that under penalty of death, you have to order the roast beef. <laughs> I would absolutely order the roast beef, hold the roast beef, just keep the gravy on the plate, piece of bread. Like I clearly thought that gravy was pretty spectacular actually. And this puts me in an interesting challenge because I hated the dish, but I wanted to eat more gravy. So does the gravy count as the dish? Is that like, is that a thing I can do? Can I just say like, well, the gravy was the meal for me. No, all encompassing. 
because you know what you know what's risky here. You know the roast risky. beef was a very important part of the roast beef platter. You have to judge <laughs> it on that too. Because that's the problem. It's memorable, and I'm thinking about the gravy now, and I'm going like, oh, I would have that gravy again, and that is going to be worth a certain rating. <laughs> and it's challenging me. And uh, huh. oh well, you know what? Um, I'm going to think about this for a little bit longer. Let's let's move on. Well, here here's a little discussion. Did you guys anybody get the actual biscuit with the meal, or did you get cornbread? Yeah. Cornbread. Cornbread. I, we, I, I got biscuit. both. The cornbread, good. The biscuit was a shitty. Like this is a southern country kitchen, and they have a shitty biscuit. Like I was like, that should be like the star, <laughs> but it was not good. You're right though. The cornbread was pretty good. Uh I'm gonna give the. The roast beef, kumsi uh, kumsa, like it's just okay. met in the middle, right? Yeah, you can't. It, it has uh, the <laughs> highlight of the gravy, but the rest of the tracks. <laughs> if all they brought me was was a uh, was was cornbread and the gravy, then that would have gotten the chef's kiss. I so, like the cornbread better with the syrup. That's <laughs> the <laughs> reserved syrup from the beignet. What what wasn't good with the syrup? That's the question. Fuck, there was uh I could bathe I, in that syrup. I love how Bernie's just steaming. <laughs> I would have eaten. I would eaten like the silverware with the serving, uh, with the with the syrup. I would have eaten the the menu with that. Yeah, fuck yeah! Dip your napkin in it. And just suck on the napkin for a while. Okay, so my experience <laughs> with the roast beef again. I sat down. I was looking at the menu, and I texted Dwayne. To verify that he was actually making us order roast beef, because like <laughs> you get that as a sandwich, like what? what why is this going to be on a plate? Like what is this? What is this old people shit that I'm about to eat here? And I knew, I knew it would suck. It's roast beef on a plate. It's going to be overcooked. It's going to be dry. It's going to be disgusting. Right? Mine wasn't dry. And it fell it apart. Was. Um, I've said this. It fell apart because the meat was probably old as fuck. <laughs> uh, no, when you slow roast it, that's how the meat is. Hence the name, roast beef. I've said this three times in the last four episodes. This was the worst item I've ever had on the show. <laughs> You're crazy. By a country <laughs> mile. This was vile it was disgusting i will post all these pictures that i have let me show you the picture of my gravy that you guys are all jerking each other off about i, I think see, you just had a bad restaurant man i see four different layers to this gravy sauce okay uh that's not the what mine looks like at all of this, no. there's you... a water layer there's an oil layer no a cream layer and then there's a mystery, a mystery layer. There's four layers to this fucking gravy. That that looks horrific. That's Bernie, is not it, at is all it, what mine look like? Is it possible you missed the entrance? So we're just digging around in the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> this that looks like is, Bob Evans gravy to me. <laughs> this is what my meal looked like. Okay, with my <laughs> extra helping of hash brown, hash brown casserole. This is it. Mm. Looks mm. like my and, fish. You can't you can't see just how fucking disgusting that meat looks. This was the worst thing I've had. 
not only on the show, this is one of the worst things I think I've ever had in a restaurant. I was fuming <laughs> when this came and I looked at it and I had to take a bite of it. I was like, this is fucking gross. It was overcooked. It was the gravy, like I said, had four different viscosity levels to it. Layers just like separating as I continued to eat it. It was I cannot believe I had to eat this. <laughs> I'm so angry right now. Just thinking about it. Chef's fucking diss. Worst thing. I This will be the worst thing I ever eat on the show. I already know it. <laughs> Nothing will be worse than this. You said that four times though. <laughs> you didn't make the noise. I don't know. No, no, no. I will. I said, I said four times that this is the worst thing I've had on this show. I've never once said nothing will be worse than this. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> nothing will be worse than this roast beef. Um, it was so bad. It was so bad that I'm glad my grandma is not alive to have to eat it by having to go to, to the old country store. Okay. She can rest in peace knowing that she doesn't ever have to eat this fucking roast beef on a trip to Cracker Barrel. Chef's Dis. Wee you, wee you, wee 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 wee. <sighs> Mercifully. Uh, I don't even know who fucking ordered this last thing. This was me, yeah. Uh, I originally saw fruit cobbler on the menu, but ours only had peach cobbler. So we mm-hmm. went that route. Came with a scoop of ice cream on it. Uh, at first, it wasn't very good. But then when the ice cream melted, it tasted like, I don't know, crack. It was very good after the ice cream melted. Uh, I I give it a chef's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kiss for me. The peaches, they were like, the, the peaches at first were not good. They were like shitty, just canned peaches warmed up. But then you get down to the bottom and it just all blends together and it's dynamite. It's a kiss. <sighs> I don't even fucking know you people. (laughs) I don't even know you people. I'll go and get my opinion out of the way. It was fucking terrible. (laughs) It was fucking awful. It wasn't even a cobbler. It looked like it was just like peach pie that someone took a fork to and just stabbed it a million times and put it in a fucking (laughs) to-go bowl. Oh, my God. First off, peach is the worst fruit. I'm just going to get that out of the way. <laughs> I agree. Okay. That's not... Don't give me peach anything. Ah. Right? Peach anything is fucking gross to begin with. Pomegranates are not good by themselves. <laughs> Does this look like a cobbler what? to anyone? It's your ice cream. <laughs> no ice what cream. What is that? That looks he like doesn't even have ice cream. That looks... What is I that? Did, did you I make all these full... dishes in your own house? <laughs> <laughs> I have full peaches on there. Here, let me send it to you guys so you can. Dude, actually... I think you just had a bad restaurant. Here, let me send these live here. That way you can better see them. This is good podcast material. Yeah, I mean, I'll keep talking after I send them while well, you guys can take a look at them. Um, yeah, it had full peaches in it. It was so. When I think of a cobbler, I think of a, at least the top layer of the cobbler being like little crumbles. Of whatever crunchy, you know what I mean? And then you have the fruit, and then you have like the pie crust bottom of it, right? To me, that's a cobbler. 
this literally looked like someone just like mangled a fucking slice of like peach pie and then just like stabbed like mixed it up a little bit just like stabbed it is there's it not even a, any ice cream no and it's in a paper cup yeah a paper cup that's paper <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't see that oh my god um I was already going to hate this because it was peach and I was furious whenever the fruit cobbler wasn't available and they told me all they had was peach. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> um, Dude, your pitches look horrible. For, for the first time in Burn Appetite history, we're getting four disses from someone. This wow. is a chef's wow. diss. Wii U. Wii U. Wow. Wii U. Fucking terrible. Uh, Paul, tell us about your cobbler. I want to see your guys'. Did anyone else take a picture? What is this cobbler supposed to look like? I didn't take a picture of the cobbler. So it doesn't. It doesn't look like cobbler. The cobbler was a journey. And <laughs> it, it really undersold itself when it arrived at the table because I had the same feeling you did. Like, why does it have to be fucking peaches? And not just that. There was a, a portioning problem. They're whole slices of peaches. Like, how is a human person supposed to figure out how to, like, get a spoonful, a teaspoon, with ice cream, with some peach, with some whatever they called the cobbler, which I 100% agree with you is is not cobbler. Um, That's the whole point of cobblers. It's not supposed to have big chunks of fruit in it, right? It's supposed to be little cut up. Um, I, I can go back and forth on that. I think that the rule for, like, most cuisine is that it has to be easy to fit on a utensil right that that's the rule what, whatever it is whatever size it is i need to be able to get it in a spoon and to not me, flop it's it supposed on the to table. be more about like the filling and less about like the the chunks of fruit you know what i mean so just so you know bernie you did actually end up purchasing something from the old country store because they sell that canned peaches behind the counter there like that's what they did just went to the old country store they grabbed this can of peaches they opened it and they hurled it into a bowl for us um, the different, literally, literally a paper cup for you. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. So for you know, for my position of this, this was in a this was in a proper ramekin. It was um, uh, hard to navigate, and I think that's part of the the challenge of this. Um, it evolved into my bite of the night. That's shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> but that's the problem. I. The flavor that it left behind at the bottom of that bowl after I'd struggled through the top of it to get some ice cream to get a peach that would not flop on the table. When I got to that peaches and cream at the bottom, dear God, that was that was some fantastic flavors. It's fucking good. It was fucking good. Um, I'm sorry. I just want to I want to say like I'm sorry, Bernie. I want to personally apologize to you for <laughs> what you have suffered. At the hands of the old of the just look at the picture of the gravy and tell me you don't see four viscosity layers there. It looks drastically different to my buoyancy layers. You are a saint for not just hurling that right back in the kitchen. Just like take that plate and go like the shit. Fuck you. Was vile. (laughs) And I've eaten bug larva in China (laughs) off of a stick. Yeah, but they at least cooked it. That was better than this. Dwayne mercifully put, put put us out of our misery here and tell us what you thought of this cobbler. Well, uh, 
Surprise, surprise, I hate peaches. Um, Everyone hates peaches. It's not a surprise to anyone. Peaches are fucking garbage yeah. to your fruits. They did not have a berry one. Peach was the only thing available. Georgia can fuck right off. Uh, surprisingly, they didn't taste like peaches, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh mine was just it was just so much sugar plus the ice cream and the crumbles it was pretty good <laughs> i thought i was gonna hate it honestly but i'm gonna give it a chef's kiss <laughs> no better this month this might be the last uh, episode we do. <laughs> I just can't, in good conscience, like, how are people supposed to trust your two opinions after this episode? Bernie, I'm telling you, you had a bad experience. You had a bad restaurant. Like, your shit is completely It's Cracker Barrel. Everyone, every one of them is bad. Oh, boy. And with that, we got one last thing to do, and that is to rank... Cracker Barrel. From a score from 1 to 10, 10 being the highest per canon on the show. Paul, as our guest, you get first stabs to give us your final thoughts and give us a 1 out of 10 ranking of Cracker Barrel. You're allowed to use up to two decimal points. <laughs> Thank you. So let's not get too crazy. But no, yeah. you can go to three. We're, eights are fine. Um, you know, can I can I just talk about the whole dining experience or just the food? No, the everything. Whole thing. Everything. Whole picture. Uh wait time was terrible. Uh, <coughs> I felt uncomfortable. Uh, I'm sorry, you had a wait time? Yeah, it took a long time to get water. Um, <laughs> oh, I thought you meant wait to like be seated. No, no, no. Seated immediately. No. But I mean, like, that doesn't help them thirsty. Um it I felt uncomfortable the whole time I was there. Like uh the vibe was off to me. I, I wanted to go home. And um, well, that was just because you went with Skay. And and, <laughs> and you know the food the fucking just creep staring at you on the other side of the booth. <laughs> and the food just wasn't very good. So I mean, like I, I give it like a two point six nine. Now, now you pick this place. You... <laughs> no, 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 third word. Not only, not only did you pick this place, we're gonna have to go back and listen to how many chefs kisses you gave. For a two point six nine overall score, I, you do understand that I describe my job as I suffer all day. Occasionally, I succeed, so I can absolutely position garbage in in a framing to tell you if it was good in that context. <laughs> okay, I guess that's a good point. Uh, Dwayne, I mean this; these are your people, Dwayne. <laughs> you don't want to anger not them. My people, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Um, oh, they fucking love this. I mean, this this is your shit, man. Blaine and all his friends after brisk morning of shuffleboard. Yeah, you do some laps around the mall before they open. (laughs) After pickleball, yeah, you know. Hey, I've played pickleball. That's the fastest growing senior sport. (laughs) Um, But you hate pickles, famously. Yes. I think I'll go with 4.75. It's fine. I'm not probably going to go back anytime soon. It's just okay. 
Core it's not as good as I remember. Like, I haven't been there in a long time, but... What does that mean? Why did you ever remember this place being good? His, his memory's going, so... <laughs> just can't remember. I mean, I was a kid the last time I probably went to a Cracker Barrel. Oh, God. So you went to, like, the first one. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> no wonder it was good. <laughs> they tried really hard. Grandma was still cooking in the kitchen. <laughs> they tried really hard to impress people back then with their one restaurant. Um, oh my God, Skay, I'm going last. Fuck everyone else. You're... I'm giving Cracker Barrel an eight. Shut the fuck what? up. <laughs> I liked it. I really liked it. I enjoyed myself there. All the shit I thought was pretty decent. I would never get the roast beef again, but I really want like the country fried steak and the chicken, and I want to try that shit. I I thought it was dynamite. I liked it a lot. It was the wait time did kind of like bog it down a little bit. But uh, other than that, I was I was thoroughly impressed. This was my first Cracker Barrel experience. And I'm a fan. I got to say, I'm a fan. <clears throat> no, I have to say, I did sit there for a minute, like waiting for them to like take my check <laughs> to pay. And then I'm like, oh, shit, we got to go to the <laughs> register, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just go up to the counter like to pay. Um there was a large like party next to us. There was probably twelve elderly folks <laughs> at the next table. <laughs> the demographic of the restaurant was generally pretty old, but what, I gotta say, those folks have taste. They, what time? What time of day did everybody go? What we went at like six, Paul, something like that. Proper so time, like at rush rush dinner. Yeah, yeah, six six thirty somewhere in there. I went at like a eleven eleven thirty. Yeah, it was like lunchtime, twelve or something like that. <clears throat> I I just wondered, like, if at nighttime it's a younger crowd. <laughs> yeah. Apparently not. Yes. Yeah, man. No, no, it was. I'd say that it probably was. <laughs> yeah, Dwayne. Right before people go clubbing, they go to fucking Cracker Barrel. <laughs> what? Like, what does that even mean? I am so angry. Um. So Skay will not be on season three. Um, giving Cracker Barrel an eight. Oh wait, I'm giving it a nine. Then I'm giving it a nine. <laughs> <laughs> giving Cracker Barrel an eight is fucking unacceptable. <laughs> I, I liked it, man. It was good. I'd oh, go again God. for sure. I liked it way better than Applebee's. I'll tell you that right now. Way better. Hard disagree. This Applebee's was one of the things that I said. This was the worst item that we've had on the show. And it was so much better than this roast beef. Um, I, so I took my son here. Um, he's almost two years old. He, I just got him like kids pancakes, um, and they actually had uh, like uh, fruity pebbles in them. Inside the batter was like fruity pebbles. Um, he fucking devoured them. He ate all three like pretty decently sized pancakes. He was having a good time. And I just had to stare at this face of a joyous child with <laughs> anger and disgust, like, and jealousy. Like, why are you enjoying this? Like, you're better than this. This place sucks. You're supposed to hate this. Um, it was the worst meal we've had on the show. And there's nothing that I can think of that came close to how bad this was. Everything across the board was not good. 
best thing, like I said, was the hash brown casserole, which was clearly frozen. And they just throw on a skillet just to warm it up. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe sprinkle some cheese in there, but I doubt it. Um, four chef's disses. <laughs> um, even my bonus item, the tater tots, was the chef's diss. Wee wee wee. Let's see. So I'm um, famously feuding with Taco Bell. So Taco Bell got a one out of ten. <laughs> to give this a one out of ten is a disservice to Taco Bell. <laughs> this gets a zero. What? The scale's from one to ten. The scale has changed because I'm a monarch, and this is I'm not giving this a fucking single point. It doesn't get a percentage of a point. It doesn't get a decimal point. It gets a flat out fucking zero. Oh my god! Listen to this fucking guy. He gets start. He first gives out tens to Moon Knight on the other <laughs> show, and now he's giving <laughs> zeros on this one. What the fuck is wrong with him? Season what? of change, baby. I cannot. Oh my god! Give, even give this a one. I cannot give this a one. I sent you the pictures. You saw what I had to eat. <laughs> It was disgusting. Everything was disgusting. They didn't put powdered sugar on a beignet, which is egregious. Fucking powdered (laughs) sugar. I know they have powdered sugar in that kitchen. They have to. And they didn't because they don't know what they're doing. I assume. I don't know. They also shorted you the syrup. Yeah, and I got chocolate. And the ice cream. (laughs) And the ice cream. You got fucked. Okay, tell me how in good conscience I'm supposed to give this even a one. Uh, Every dish uh, was missing a component of the, or like I said, the gravy was in four different layers. We, I just, we've just always adhered to a one to ten scale on the show, where one is the worst and ten is the best, as I, per canon. I thought so too, and then I had Cracker Barrel, <laughs> and it it has changed the scale. It's getting to zero. I don't care. You can hate it all you want. I hate your score of eight. I think your score of eight. <laughs> I'm going to lose sleep tonight over your okay, Rami. This place eight. Okay, Rami. <sighs> All right. Well, that wraps up our review of Cracker Barrel, the worst restaurant we will ever do on Burn Appetit. That leaves just one little segment left, and that's a little thing we like to call plugs. So, Paul, you got anything you would like to plug out there? You know, any social medias that you want people to see what you're up to out there? Not particularly. <laughs> you want to live in darkness? Oh, that's great. Yeah, I mean, have you have you seen what social media is like? Sometimes it's a mm-hmm. it is the darkness. So that's why people Bernie can't find there. you. People can find you at Ashley's Bike Shop. They can find me on Ashley's Bike Shop, and they can find me on GitHub. Yeah. Uh, do you just do you want to plug Ashley's Bike Shop? Give yeah. a little give a nice little promo for that. Sure. So, uh, Flat Tire Co. It's a it's a tits place that uh, has high end bikes. Now, um, would she would she like the uh, description of it's a tits place? I don't think she'd argue with me, actually. Okay. She's, she, so yeah, you got to put this together. She's a uh, she's a cool girl, and she has put a lot tits. of effort into having <laughs> a um, a good community. Like it's a it's a happy place. People get to be themselves. It's, it's kind of what you always expect from a local bike shop. So what I'm really going to plug is go to your local bike shop. 
find a crew of local bike people, ride your bike, feel good, be fit. It'll make you happy. Okay. Don't go to Cracker Barrel. All right. That's a message I can get behind. The Cracker Barrel part. Uh, totally disagree with the getting fit part. <laughs> <laughs> be fat, be a slob. Uh, Dwayne, why don't you give us a little plug for Cross Streams Media? Yeah, you can find us, obviously, and many others on crossthestreamsmedia.com. We have some newer ones on there. Got uh, Hot Tub Beers, Deep Dive into a Dive Bar. Um, so check those out. Uh, very educational on the beer there, uh, on the Hot Tub Beer. So if you want to learn more about beer, that's a good podcast to check out. But Speaking of Hot Tub Beer, uh, we were chatting over social media today. Take that, Paul. Um, we might do a little collab with Hot Tub <laughs> Beer next time uh, I do my annual pilgrimage to Texas. Gay's going to nice. come with me. Mm, I'm thinking maybe we do, hot tub. <laughs> we do an episode of Hot Tub Beer slash Burn Appetite, but we eat in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not sure that'll be... Uh... Only if we can like link arms during, you know, like wrapping, <laughs> wrap the burgers around each other's arms while we eat. We'll see if they approve uh, of that idea, but... Oh, yeah, eating Burger King Whoppers in the <laughs> steaming hot tub. Get the tomatoes mm. floating around in there. And, mm. uh, speaking of Cross Streams Media, I will be covering St. Louis Fan Expo, which is our version of Comic-Con for Three Beers and a Mic, as press for uh, Cross Streams Media, which uh, I'm very excited about. I got my RSVP for the... Uh, Press badge pickup, Thursday night little party thing that they're doing, and the voice of Mario will be one of the special guests there that night. So they're going to have some drinks, and I'm, I'm going to meet the guy who does the voice of Mario. <laughs> fucking awesome. Just for doing this dumb fucking show. <laughs> you should do a live stream that of that. Me. I don't know how well that would translate into like text or whatever, you know? Excuse Part me, of press Mario? Fuck around with Cracker Barrel. Whoa! Whoa! And also, we will have an episode of Three Beers and MCU coming out soon. Mm. We will be doing Spider Man No Way Home. So look out for that. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, gentlemen. Dwayne, thank you for lasting another week uh, being alive <laughs> to continue the show. Do our our editing and stuff. Don't go dying on us, Dwayne. Uh, before I let Skay close us off, uh, this is the end of season two, guys. We might be back for season three. I will be back for season three. Uh, Skay may be fired, but uh, <laughs> we will be back, so look out. We'll um, probably take a couple months off and come back in the fall or in the winter to uh, get a little meet up for a winter hibernation and uh, come back to you with some format changes and uh, a new season so that would be very exciting Skay this is big this is a season ending closer here so I mean you know this is every week so you should clearly have this prepared at least somewhat in your head but you always act so surprised that I throw it to you to close out the show Dude, you just like killed my entire closer. That was what I was going to say for the closer. What? I'm going to do it anyways. 
We here at Burn Effity would like to thank you for listening to another season of the show. And Let me stop we- you right there. What? <laughs> this is a monarch. There's no we. So uh, go ahead and uh, start that over again without yourself. Uh, uh, <laughs> Don't add yourself into my shit, Sky. It's a monarch. Bernie would like to thank you for listening to another episode of Burn Effity, where we reviewed Cracker Barrel. And of course, another season of Burn Effity, <sighs> season two. Uh, will we be back for season three? Who knows? Find out next season on Burn Appetit, a Cross the Streams media podcast. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, check out CrossTheStreamsMedia.com to hear more episodes of this podcast and the other shows on the Cross the Streams Network. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your favorite shows. Visit CrossTheStreamsMedia.com for more information. See you next time. This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.